0: Baby, be I'm Chance Dorland, and welcome to This Week Korea, an Anything Goes panel discussion program featuring the opinions of expats and, from time to time, Korean nationals, on some of the biggest yet often underreported stories from the last week. Brought to you, of course, by koreafm.net. On today's show, he's been living and working in South Korea for the last decade and has been involved with Asian media. And blogging for the last five years, he's also the founder of the social media group Oink Only in Korea that features expats as well as locals who attempt to candidly and humorously discuss all aspects of life and living in South Korea. And um, if you're not familiar with South Korea and if you're not a local, I cannot stress how important and well-known Only in Korea is. So very happy to have Travis Hull on the program. Thank you for being here. Cheers. Thank you. She's German born and bred, but has just moved here to Seoul for a master's degree in Korean history and culture at Yonsei University. But before that, she spent a year in Korea as an exchange student and is interested to know how Korean culture is used to create a Korean identity that is then shown to the outside world. My friend, fellow classmate who loves to text during class, Marie Shada, great to have you on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, maybe you won't do that so much now. Uh, And finally, he's been living in Seoul for the past six years and recently graduated from Seoul National University's Graduate School of International Studies with a master's degree in East Asia Area Studies. He's also appeared on both Korean and English-speaking television programs here in South Korea. Currently appears on uh, multiple English radio programs in Seoul. And you can also find him on YouTube as Korean Alex, as well as uh, some other incarnations, I'm sure. Alex Sigris, thank you for being here on the program. Great to be here. And of course, I'm Chance Dorland, an American radio journalist, former Peace Corps volunteer, and now Yonsei University Korean Studies master student, living and working here in Seoul. So Alex, I'll be talking with you later on about what it's like to finish (laughs) your degree and try to find a job. I'm also (laughs) the creator of KoreaFM.net, an online radio station that features independent musicians and podcasters from the Korean Peninsula. So, uh, gentlemen and lady... Uh, Let's get going here with our first topic. In an article titled, Letter to Our Dear Readers, which (laughs) maybe (laughs) isn't a good sign, (laughs) earlier this week, the Korea Times proclaimed its recent publication of a, quote, bogus, word they used, uh, editorial that contained the mugshot of a registered sex offender was inexcusable and beyond an apology. The Times also addressed a recent article that had a, quote, touch of plagiarism, though it did seem a little bit more than a touch. Um, and uh, said the paper will double its vetting process and, if necessary, can uh, start contacting law enforcement if it is pranked again. And if I remember correctly, that was the actual wording they used. They said they got pranked uh, in order to protect uh, the integrity of the newspaper. The Korea Times says it will not succumb to the cowardly act of the writer who took advantage of the paper's open-door policy and will continue its daily Thoughts of the Times section that invites readers, both professional and Seems like often untrained to share their thoughts. And, you know, for more information regarding this and other incidents, readers can actually email the Korea Times chief editorial writer at the address Fools Die. At gmail.com that was actually printed in that I think
1: it's fool's die five There were two
0: there were two fools die (laughs) at gmail and then fools die five like at korea times So there were two options of two horribly worded email addresses (laughs) in that article. So uh, Travis we're gonna get to you in a moment because I'm sure you have a lot to say but it doesn't seem like you really could make up a worse story, Um, but this is all 100% real apparently Um, I saw the most recent article that had the photo of that sex offender Um, as it played out on Facebook. At first, a few people, including myself, posted the article, um, which talked about a foreign white guy, you know, typical story. Um, But then it went a little weird. He said that Koreans didn't sit next to him on the subway, which is something I've never really had an issue with. Um, And then out of nowhere, it spread like wildfire that there was a link showing that the same photo that was used on the Korea Times website for the author turned out that that photo was of a man who had done some very bad things. Um, And the identity of the actual writer is still a mystery as you know, you just assume the photo was a joke and not the actual person who was in the photo. But for anyone who reads the Korea times from time to time, uh, it's really not that much of an isolated incident. This is a pretty bad paper. At least it makes some pretty bad mistakes. Um, So a lot to say about this topic, but as I mentioned, I'm going to throw it out there. Um, to Travis, because I could go on for hours as the man behind Oink Only in Korea. How did that original No One Will Sit Next to Me article play out on social media? And then how did it change once it turned out what that photo was really a picture of?
1: Yeah, a lot of people were commenting on the, you know, the ridiculous nature of the article and assuming it was real to begin with. Anyway, on my site um, and, you know, it wouldn't have been like, atypical of the korea times to publish something that ridiculous either but then it seemed like um, later in the week someone on reddit discovered you know that it was this sex offender and it was probably someone trolling the korea times um you know and then people got a laugh out of it and i noticed it was just being shared all over the place um but you know again this isn't this wouldn't be atypical for the korea times they publish like ufo spotting articles um, just all kinds of, well, ridiculous okay,
0: stuff. okay, well, okay. Maybe I'm going to show my bias here, but as someone who has loved UFO articles since I could read, um, which was, you know, I was like reading weird, strange UFO books when I was like seven or eight years old. That's a little different because UFOs, it's like, okay, there's some videos like statistically, you know, some scientists will say there's probably life on other planets, but the types of stories that have been printed in the Korea times as of late, would you agree they're even more ridiculous than that?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, the editorials have been pretty ridiculous this summer. I mean, the guy brought up three separate incidents in that, you know, that kind of fake apology letter he wrote. Um, and one of them, you know, one of them this summer, a woman, um, she was, you know, she was uh, plagiarizing, uh, you know, and again, a touch of plagiarism or whatever, but it was plagiarized. And then the other one he commented on was a guy who was basically, I, he was just making some ridiculous assumptions about foreigners, you know, and it seemed like, no one had bothered to read the article before it was printed. And of course, the guy put his email there. So people were, you know, sending him harassing emails and all kinds of other stuff. So, I mean, it, it, this summer has been kind of ridiculous for them.
0: Uh, Alex or Marie, uh, Marie, you might have missed some of this because you recently have come to Korea, but obviously you've been interested in Korea for a long time. But uh, what what do either of you think of this? Um, does this surprise you at all? Since, you know, as Travis and I just discussed, there have been quite a few Articles of this caliber to come out of the Korea Times, or was this one even jumping the shark for you
2: I don't know I mean for me personally i I never really knew when I first came to Korea what was a good newspaper, bad newspaper, what was real or not, but you know like you guys kind of mentioned, it just sort of happens more and more, and the more that I see it I'm not surprised anymore I mean it sounds like a it' does, okay look the first thing i actually i thought it was real first the first like paragraph or two i read it but then as i went through it i thought this was the most ridiculous thing in the world and i can't believe that somehow this like you said gets through the editors like how so long story short yeah i have no idea in light of what you guys have been saying i've come to expect it it's this whole like publish quick publish fast apologize later maybe why why don't we
0: why don't we ask a german uh marie (laughs) when you're living in germany do german newspapers feature weird editorials where germans complain about foreigners or foreigners complain about germans because that seems to be pretty par for the course here in korea at least for the korea times which is a well-known newspaper
3: well in germany itself you have to be especially careful when like, commenting about foreigners because if you do, you will be labeled as a Nazi right away. So you oh. have to be really careful about that. But um, as for like uh, not only Korean times but also Korean news in general, I get the feeling that they're often report be- before checking the facts and then afterwards realize oh, there were wrong facts and we got to correct them. But mostly people just listen to like the first report and they don't um, read the clarifications. So there's a lot of wrong information getting out because of that. I think so.
0: And Travis, maybe you could correct me on this because I don't remember exactly. But when the Chicago Blackhawks, I believe, when they won the NHL... Oh, uh, what do they even call that? They had, oh, they had the the Stanley Cup. Yeah, when they won the Stanley Cup. I'm from Iowa. We don't like hockey. Uh, huh. The I believe it was the Korea Times, and I'm sorry to just, you know, dogpile on the Korea Times here, but I believe it was the Korea Times who then printed, like, Chicago Bears win Stanley Cup or, like, Chicago Bulls win Stanley Cup, and that got picked up all around the world.
1: Yeah, that did. I can't remember the exact title. I don't think it was. The, I don't think they had the, oh, yeah, Bears win the Stanley Cup. Yep, I'm looking at it right, yeah. uh, <laughs> right now. Um, Korea Times, right? Chicago Bears clinch Stanley Cup. Yep, yeah, they, that was the Korea Times. Um, yeah, it went viral worldwide. So I mean, it just seems you know not to not to necessarily just rag on the Korea Times, but it seems like media in general these days, you know, there's a rush to publish and editorial oversight that was once there with you know with the printed press seems to be lacking a lot these days. Not and not just them, you know, and other you know other American newspapers. But at the same time, it is the the stuff that these uh, that this paper is willing to print has just been absurd recently. It's just been absurd.
2: Well, can we can we really just? I mean, can we really just pile on the Korean Times? I mean, didn't a lot of uh, Korean newspapers kind of print or like at least perpetuate that? Um, do you guys remember the story about the company that had a major holding in like a Samsung company, but they were Jewish? So it was like an anti-Semitic oh, cartoon. Oh yeah. Like, this is not just the Korea Times. I think they're part of the system, and they may maybe lean. <coughs> they may make more mistakes than the others. But I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not surprising on general. Like, I don't, I don't know if we can necessarily. This is a systemic problem. I don't know if it's necessarily Korea Times. I
0: yeah, know. no, I, I agree with that. I, it's unfortunate because just the two very good examples of pedophile photo and Chicago Bears when the Stanley Cup they come <laughs> from the Times. But you're absolutely uh-huh. right. Um, and, and I almost, I, I almost, am, I, I almost, what would I say, embarrassed or just I feel guilty that even even to bring these problems up, because these are newspapers that are in a country that does not speak English, you know, in any way other than if you learned it in school or something like that. But they have English dailies. I mean, these are English papers. So, in effect, like, I applaud them even though they have all these mistakes. But um, if you're gonna, you know, go to the store put on a pair of pants. I mean, so so if you're going to make the effort to do something, you got to follow it up with a little bit and they haven't been and this. And this is why this has been affected. Um,
1: Another thing that, um, you know, is, is going on with these newspapers is you hear a lot from the writers that they don't put any foreigners in charge of the editorial process at all. It's all green people. Right. So that's a big gripe too. And you know, that, that is going to also increase the chances of stuff like this getting printed if, if they don't even know they're being trolled, you know, because someone who's not, a uh, native speaker hasn't looked at the material at all.
2: Yeah, I mean that just goes to show like when you have a system of seniority where you put someone in charge based on how long they've been there rather than qualifications, you know. And and, and even beyond that, like imagine if it's not a foreigner, imagine it's just a Korean who has been abroad for a long period of time they're probably not taking these jobs. They're, they're taking like high paying jobs at a Samsung or Well,
0: I don't know about that. I mean, as someone who's worked in Korean media for the last two years, you know, it's my full-time gig, even though I'm, I'm now a (laughs) full-time student, I, I need to sleep more. Um, but unfortunately, you know, in my experience, television, radio, and writing here in Korea on the English side of things, um, they will hire you based upon your visa as opposed to Um, your qualifications and your background now obviously Mm. if if you're working in radio or television you have to be able to speak a certain amount even to be like a writer for the show but oftentimes they'll go for the visa because they don't want to sponsor the visa and that's not the always you know rule of of thumb but it is I would say more often than Mm. not and I think if that switched around that would probably you know obviously help out and and I hate to you know I, I say I've said this before I hate to like be on my high horse on the mountain of I'm a native English speaker, but (laughs) to be a radio station, to be a television station, to be a, a newspaper in a language, you should have a large amount, if not a vast majority of people at your, you know, respective company be super, 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 uh, qualified conversational level in that language, or be native speakers, and that is simply not the case. I don't think in any medium of English broadcasting anything here in Korea. Um, Marie, I- I'll give you one final comment here since you've uh, since you've been pushed out, maybe by the loud uh, loud guys on the panel. Um, anything else uh, that that you've noticed about this?
3: Well, I've been thinking that maybe um, choosing really controversial topics maybe also has to do with getting clicks like it's like an like it's the online version i Uh. don't know if they have a printed version probably but like for the online version it's a good thing to get like a controversial title controversial topics just to get people look at it
0: well, they definitely got a lot of clicks. I'll, I'll give them that. That's, the advertisers <laughs> okay. may be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to see what happens with this. Um, I wonder how many emails that. Uh was it fools die? Was it? Yeah. Fools die at gmail.com. <laughs> Remember that email address, everybody. Chance, Chance, can I make one? Can I say one final comment about this guy? This fools die guy. Um,
1: his name is Oh Young Jin, I think. Um, and he has, well, reportedly been behind um, getting a foreign blogger who went by the name of Brian Injola Jola Namdo uh, reported to immigration here in Korea in the past. Um, and Brian wrote in detail about that On his blog And he actually called this guy out for doing it too So this isn't the first time oh. This guy has been involved in controversy
0: But well, what was that for? I don't know anything about um, this he,
1: I think he was upset with the, Maybe the, the tone of his blog Or Oh, he was doing um, Brian was doing work for the Korea Herald actually Outside of his visa And he was blogging about teaching So this guy, supposedly this guy reported him to Immigration for his work With the Korea Herald
0: well, I gotta say, uh, kind of a dick move. But uh, once again, I mean, I don't agree with the visa policy here in Korea. But I mean, people are pretty well aware of it. There are some situations where people literally didn't know what they were doing was illegal, um, and they were even told by their company it was okay. And it turns out because it's so case by case, they had no idea what they're doing was illegal. But you know, you got you gotta be a little careful. Uh, No, I mean, well,
1: I mean, that's just kind of. I'm just kind of bringing up that point to show that he, you know, he threatened legal action against people who supposedly troll the Korea Times. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put it past this person to actually try to carry out that threat.
0: So what you're saying is that my days are numbered. This is good. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand how you're still in the country, Travis. Actually, with all the great stuff that comes out of only in Korea. Uh, But I digress. Let's let's move on, Alex. uh, Before we move on to our next topic, uh, as I mentioned. You finish your master's degree and uh, also do some TV and radio work. I'll be in your situation hopefully in about two years uh, <laughs> if if I finish my master's, if I'm allowed to stay in the country after this episode. And uh, I'm interested, you know, how, how is your life going now? Are you able to get a uh, your own visa based on the point system of language, time spent in Korea and your degree? Are you job hunting? How, how has that been for you?
2: Uh, to be honest, I'm taking a break right now. I'm so happy to be done with school i'm just freelancing and it's amazing but when it comes okay so to give you some hope when it comes to job hunting i think the best thing about it is um just drop it's dropping the name bomb man if you drop yonsei or seoul day or kode like people just automatically respect you more for no reason like i don't deserve it (laughs) for no
0: reason (laughs) i mean i'm
2: gonna call it no reason because like the koreans that got into my program are like top notch and i'm like well they needed a, an American from Ohio to fill the quota, so I, I slipped in, I guess. But there's, you know, it's it, it's good for that, and um, and it it's part of the playing the game. I do play the game. I like the idea of being able to um, uh, you know, you, you do it for connections, you to for networking. But overall, I think um, most importantly, man is, um, and you'll have it better than I do. But I think what I've learned. In dealing with bureaucracy and dealing with professors and dealing with other Korean students, I think the stuff you learn is going to get you farther in uh, in your job hunt than anything else. Like dropping the Seoul Day bomb, the Seoul University bomb is great, but uh, I, I think, and you'll be experiencing it, man. Like I've learned a lot just by going through the academic bureaucracy, and you'll get a lot out of it. Now, visa wise, though. Uh, I got luckily got my F visa before I went to school and that in itself is another story because I got my F visa the month before I went to school and if I would have failed the point system I would have been uh, kicked out of the country and everything would be different so I got pretty lucky on that one.
0: Yeah, and I think, uh, I'm not sure exactly when you got yours, but they keep changing the point system, and some things, you know, depending (laughs) on your situation, is is like a nice change, and sometimes it's not such a nice change. Um, I actually took a class at the Seoul Global Center just on, like, business and immigration issues. Um, You're supposed to get points for your visa, but um, I just wanted to do it because, you know, I I work in Korean media, and it it seemed like a great way to learn about a few different things. And we had two or three different, um, like, business law officials and immigration officials come in and say these are the rules and then we'd be like these seems this seems more like a like an abstract like there's not really a lot of details here like what about this situation what about that situation and I had I I tell you two or three different people say case by case and they couldn't tell us what the exact rules are so yeah I I, I'm happy for you that you that you got your F visa because it it's the wild west sometimes
2: I went um I'm I'm trying to remember how many times exactly, but I think it went four or five times where each time they said I forgot a document. And so I would just keep coming back with more and more. And so from what I what I've heard recently is that I might have gotten in at a time where they lowered the standards and then I got in and then they realized that it was too (laughs) easy. And they raised it back
0: up. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything to kick no, you in the pants, true. but I, I think Absolutely. that was probably the timing I was um, talking about.
2: <laughs> but to be fair to anyone listening too, I mean, uh, one of the best ways to get a massive amount of points is actually to do the to get a master's in Korea. Massive points, and so you should be you'll be good after this. Yeah, one.
0: masters in Korea, you and me, Marie, and then also um, uh, you can take the the classes, the cultural classes. And That'll help you a the lot. Definitely classes; yeah. so those are good. So uh, thank you for the information. Let's uh, move on. Interest of timing. Um, Smoking is (laughs) something that has changed a lot here in Korea. And now smoking within 10 meters of Seoul subway exits will soon be illegal. Uh, The Korea Times, they report that by next April, (laughs) no smoking areas will be designated around 1,662 subway exits, as well as five of the city's main eight or larger lane streets. So anyone caught smoking in those areas will be fined 100,000 won, And that's part, of course, of an effort to curb secondhand smoke. Now, Alex and Travis, you've been here a little longer than Marie. You might remember that in January, the Seoul Metropolitan Government banned smoking in all of uh, the 234,000 public places, such as restaurants, internet cafes, bus stops, kindergartens, public parks. You couldn't smoke in any of those areas. Now, personally, uh, as an on-and-off-again smoker who actually started smoking here in Korea, unfortunately, one of the dumbest, probably the dumbest things I've ever done, I was originally against this move to ban smoking in all those areas. Uh, cigarettes were cheap. It's like two bucks, you know, U.S., and you could smoke anywhere you wanted. But since that eventual enforcement of the ban, uh, it was passed before, but I think January was when they actually got to the point where they were, you know, finding people and saying you couldn't do it. It changed on a dime, and it's been so pleasant to not be surrounded by smoke at restaurants, Uh, bars and even at coffee shops as you know it just seemed like everywhere indoors before this ban went into effect people were just smoking but I'm not so sure about 10 meters from subway exits I mean 10 meters is not only a decent amount of space but this is probably outside we're talking about you can't smoke outside and we're not talking about throwing the cigarettes on the ground we're just talking about even if you dispose of it properly you'll get a fine for smoking outside so what does everyone think Travis you and I you know we smoked a cigarette or two in our in our lives, Um, but I'm not (laughs) sure about uh, Alex or Marie, if you guys have ever, you know, would identify as being a smoker. Is this just a good move all the way around, or is this maybe going a little bit too far? Can I jump in?
2: I I think it's pointless, um, because, mainly because uh, I think a lot of the areas that are right around the subway stations actually are technically already covered by the smoking ban, like, because they're technically main road, like, main road, Gangnam is already off limits anyway, so what's the point of uh shutting it off ten meters from the station, if there's nothing ten meters from the station then you're you're not allowed to smoke on the main road, therefore by default, you cannot smoke ten meters from the station so sure that, that, some of I, I'm sure
0: there are, there are plenty of spaces that are already falling under this this situation, but you know, like hopjong exit six or whatever you know, just to pull out a number, like I'm sure people you can smoke out there. My <laughs> yeah, you and travis yeah, I mean.
2: I'm conflicted too because I'm very much uh you're free to you're free to choose what you want to do uh, and I believe that in most things in life but I do enjoy the pleasant like you said pleasantries that come about like not having a smoker every five feet like I've smoked a cigarette in my life, but I get it i, I do kind of get the um the need to be considerate of other people so ten meters what's three basketball hoops. I guess that's okay. Just walk in the alley. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not a really a chain smoker. So I don't know the, the problems that come with walking 30 feet.
0: Well, now Marie, uh, as a German, when I lived in Berlin for a year, 2008, 2009, uh, one of the best times of my life, ups and downs, but I'm really (laughs) glad I did it. Um, I was surprised at, how basically it seemed to me every German smoked, um, but they were kind of cool about it. They rolled their own, and it didn't look like a joint. It it looked like a real cigarette. Like they had a little machine, they had a little filter, ah, yeah, yeah. and they'd pack it together, and it looked like a normal cigarette they bought at the store. But it was cheaper, you know, because they did it all on their own. Um, everyone seemed to smoke, um, but at the same time, it had different smoking laws than just smoking everywhere, which is basically the rule in Korea um, before this switch in January. So. But what do you think about this? As someone who grew up in Germany, do you think um, this is a good move?
3: Well, um, actually, in in Germany, I don't think there are much of Lars. So like when I was back in Germany, when I went um, out of the street, I always had like some smoker went in front of me and I got all the smoke. And so I actually when I came to Korea, I actually really, really liked it that that wasn't the case here. And But still, like this 10 meters around the subway station entry, I, I'm not really sure how they're going to enforce it. Will there be like some markings like this is like 10 meters? Like how do you know you're still in the 10 meters or mm-hmm. you're already out of the 10 meters? I mean, how, how are they going to do that? That's what I'm wondering about, actually.
0: Well, just to to throw in with the recent change in January when they when they really started you know kicking people's butts on this, they would come into like venues. I'd be playing, you know, like at a place. I played drums in a couple different bands, and you know, someone would get a ticket for smoking, you know, in the venue, and so they really cut down. And every once in a while, you'll go somewhere and someone will be smoking and they don't care. But I've I know people that have gotten fined, so they did really start enforcing this. You're right; it might be kind of odd to have like a a line like painted on the ground but i I, eh, I i would assume they eventually would move towards something uh Travis uh, you know my tobacco friends uh what do you think about this
1: <laughs> well i yeah i do smoke um i guess i you know it's fair for people who don't smoke indoors and it is pleasant to be indoors with no smoking and the subway thing i again i probably they won't be able to enforce it too well i kind of gr- agree with Marie um you know i think there's there's laws right now where you can't smoke on certain streets like you mentioned main roads but i see people doing it all the time i do it once in a while too don't really care no one really says anything to me about it either um i worked down in gangnam once in a while i have a cigarette on the street in gangnam no one says anything um and in you know when i did first come to korea people did smoke indoors. but um i think you know they're moving away from that and that's good I don't know if they need more laws, though. Um, re- as long as you're not bothering someone with your cigarette, I don't really see a problem with standing next to the subway and smoking.
0: I guess, you know, I I, I was hoping there'd be someone who'd be like, yeah, this is awesome, but... uh Everyone kind of seems to have maybe a problem with it or maybe a few questions about it. So just in general, Marie, you you weren't here during the switch, but uh, would you guys all say that you were for what happened in January? I just think it's been so pleasant, um, even as someone who was upset about this. Mm -hmm. um, Because, I mean, I know smoking kills you, but smoking, for me, is just awesome. Like, I just... I get such, a, I, from smoking a cigarette, I get so much joy. It's a crime that it gives you cancer. Um, but I was, I was, you know, just even a couple weeks after I noticed people weren't smoking places, it was so nice and it was so positive. G- generally, everyone is for that change. No smoking in restaurants, no smoking in cafes, no smoking in PC bongs where there's, you know, kids playing StarCraft as well as 40-year-old guys playing StarCraft. Yeah.
2: I think the first, the first thing about that is, the first rule that came about really kind of brought about awareness and so it was good and not necessarily about the law itself but it brought about awareness like hey think about the person next to you you know i don't know about the Korean mentality i don't know how because smoking used to be so free here that it may be the first law that came about brought about the awareness that hey there's someone beside you move it 10 feet to your left and the second law the law that we're talking about now it could just be unnecessary maybe you're right maybe it's just pointless it's just kind of like a uh Political victory for somebody, but I think the first law was good in that it brought about awareness to people who would normally not think twice about smoking in front of a kid.
0: Marie, you're definitely for this, right?
3: Well, yes, I'm. I'm for it. I'm a non-smoker, so I really enjoy people not smoking, <laughs> like especially not in, inside where I. We got inside,
0: the one German who doesn't yeah. smoke. <laughs> He's so biased.
3: No, but actually, um, I, when I was here before, like I was here from 2013 to 14. And I went around with some friends, with some Korean friends who actually did smoke. And they said um, that it was really that most Koreans nowadays, like then nowadays used, if they were going to smoke, they would stop and go in some alley where no people were like walking. So I think this kind of awareness was already there. Yeah.
2: Before. Give credit. I mean, give credit to the younger. I think it's a, Give credit to the younger generation. I mean, uh, the younger generation Koreans are aware. They know the issues. So I don't mean to say that, like, all Koreans don't. They're not aware of what's happening. But I think a lot of my younger friends as well were very similar in that approach. They were very, they would ask me, do you smoke? Do you mind if I smoke in front of you? I think a lot of the young Koreans, maybe under 30 crowd, they're pretty good.
1: I think, you know, definitely a shift in opinion here, even even I might even say from the older generation. When I first Mm. uh, started teaching in Korea, my principal gave me a private office at an elementary school, and he actually allowed me to smoke in the office if I opened the window in 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 a public school. And the 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 male teachers would regularly smoke in the bathroom where the teacher uh, where the students would would use, you know. So this was like 2006. So, I mean. Things have ch- definitely changed a lot, you know, in the last yeah. 10 years or so.
0: And give credit where credit is due. Not only did they switch the smoking law, they doubled the price of cigarettes almost. Yeah. They've really yeah. kicked Philip Morris in the testicles. I mean, this is one-two punch coming from, I think Korea has um, one of the highest, if not the highest male um, smoking rates in the OECD, but I think women is is one of the lowest, which shows you, you know, some of the disparity between genders here yeah. in Korea.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a good, it was a good move. Um, if you look at what they did in Australia and New Zealand, I mean, it cuts smoking down. And the funny thing is, everyone always like, kind of quotes the figures like Koreans live the longest, but you actually hit it on the nail right there. Like, uh, Korean women live so long because they don't smoke, and they actually bring the average up a lot. And, you know, Korean men do suffer from a lot of things, such as liver failure and, and lung disease. So, it, I, you know, I, yeah, I'm in favor of it. I'm in favor of free choice, but uh, this is a good law
1: are cigarettes really that expensive though
0: right now i mean well i uh, mean travis as an american $4 i mean four dollars a, yeah. I mean, a pack is still yeah. probably so expensive less than two times i mean i mean like what would it be like 10 bucks in the states Yeah, i mean
1: you go to new york city they're like I probably 12 dollars or something for a packet or canada you know they're 20 dollars places in canada so it's still pretty cheap
0: all right Moving along. No more tobacco talk. Don't smoke kids. Really. One of the stupidest <laughs> things I've ever done. I, I, I tell you, like, it feels so great, but I just, once you start something like smoking, you can't undo it. It's like if you have a sports injury, you might get surgery or something, but your leg still is going to hurt when it's like, Cold outside, or there's like fog, you know, like those old stories. That's real. I, I have an injury that I got, and like my leg hurts when it's foggy outside. Once you start smoking, you're never gonna feel the same. Don't do it. Uh, moving along, <laughs> Marie. Yeah. You're on a full ride scholarship here to do your master's in Korea. You're smart, you're German. Cool. These are two great things. But <laughs> unlike a lot of students in your situation, you came to Korea. Um, Before your master's degree you were an exchange student here So you knew kind of what you're getting into and also you have topic uh, topic level five I believe which is Uh, damn near almost the highest that you could be for Korean language Um, So how has the move gone so far? Has it has it been an easy transition for you already living in Korea? Already having excellent Korean skills and and what's it like being a student in Korea versus like being one in Germany?
3: well, um First of all, since I was in Korea before coming to Korea, this time wasn't much of a change. like the first time I came to Korea, it was like really new, and I was really nervous. but this time I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm coming back to my second home. it was kinda this kind of feeling, so yeah it was was easy to yeah get get um used to it again and well, what is different from like ge- being a student in Germany and being a student in Korea actually is that um, I feel that the workload in Korea is pretty much higher than it was in Germany. And also, we have to read a lot and then the tests will be on our readings. And in Germany, it was like we did discussions and we would do tests and papers on the topics where we we're discussing. So I think there's a slight, slight difference.
0: So, so you're saying like you would have more um, work or in class discussion m- more often, and then in Korea it's just like one or two big things, and that's your grade.
3: Well, well, not exactly. I mean, we also <laughs> have to write papers here as well. But um, in general, I feel like yeah, there are a lot of workload, a lot of readings, a lot of homework that um, yeah that will be important for your tests. Whereas in Germany, there are readings. But they're more like suggestions. So you could read that or you could read that. (laughs) You
0: can read this or you cannot.
3: Yes, kind of like this. But you don't (laughs) actually have to read it to pass the exams or to write a paper.
0: Well, we'll see uh, at the end of the semester if we actually had to read all the stuff (laughs) that we were supposed to read. Um, My time as a student in Germany, I lived in Germany for a year as a fellow of the government exchange student thing. Um I was actually a little little um unimpressed by the German universities that I attended. I went to Humboldt, uh, Freie Universität, Technische Universität yeah. in in Berlin and it just seemed like a factory. Like no one I I went to the office and was like, "Where is my class?" and they said, "We don't know where your class is, but the first week all the students are just walking around campus trying to find their class." So don't worry about it. And it was really weird to hear that as someone who went to a private school in Boston, you know, in the US yeah. where you know, I, I knew all my professors by name and, you know, stuff like that. So um, I didn't have great level of German language. Um, you know, I could speak to people and stuff, but that's kind of been my problem living in Colombia and Germany and Korea is that I've never really gotten the language down. <laughs> Hopefully that'll change. But um, uh, all right, let's move along. Finally here, our last topic. Uh, lots of tangents on today's episode. Uh, Chuseok is, is coming up this week. Um, And a growing number of Koreans are now opting for an easier, relaxed holiday instead of, you know, the century-old rituals, um, which, you know, good and bad, you know, they're century-old, so maybe they're not exciting, but, you know, there's a lot of tradition there. And uh, this is reflecting, of course, what is Korea? It's this slowly changing tide of new and old, and national holiday customs are now kind of entering into this mix. The Korea Herald reports that as the holiday changes, more and more people are choosing to travel. Some children are actually giving their parents a wrinkle reduction surgery or Botox injections, and many women are ordering ready-made food for the memorial service for the family's ancestors that they do during the Chuseok time through an online shop instead of preparing the food at home. Although... Uh, I'll just point out the fact that they talk about women ordering the food as opposed to people ordering the food kind of shows <laughs> the role of women uh, in, a, in a holiday here in Korea. Um, so this is uh, actually what I'm going to be doing with my girlfriend's family. She's Korean. We've been together about a year now. Um, and I'm going to go to her home, which is near Busan. And after the uh, ceremony to honor the ancestors and we'll have a nice meal at home, we're basically just going to travel around the country in like a van um, and doing what I assume, you know, I never did with my family, but uh, I know people in the U.S. would just like get in the station wagon, drive around and have a nice family vacation. So a very lighthearted topic to finish the show. But I I was wondering, what will you three be doing uh, during Chuseok? Uh, You know, will you be pretending to be part of a Korean family such as myself or uh, like is often the case with foreigners chilling in Hongdae or Itaewon during the four day weekend? Um, And, you know, Travis, you you're married to a Korean. So would you be joining your wife's family? And then, Also, is this something that Korea needs to worry about? You know, Korea has changed a lot um, and they've made a lot of progress in the world. Uh, So like other things with culture, is this the price of success or should Korea try to hold on to these holiday traditions as other things fade, you know, uh, away as Korea moves in to uh, becoming really, you know, a powerful country in Asia, but also a powerful country around the world. Uh, So Travis, let's start with you. What will you be doing for Chuseok?
1: Um, actually, you know, in my 10 years in Korea, I've left Seoul for Chuseok twice, I think. And, um, you know, both times it's been fun. There's always going to be a lot of traffic on the roads. Um, So what I generally prefer to do, you know, is stick around Seoul, meet friends, um, you know, go to Itaewon, Hongdae, like you mentioned. Um, But yeah, usually I like to stick around Seoul because the city is nice and empty. um, And there's always it
0: really empties out. It's nice.
1: It does. It's empty. So there's always, you know, restaurants are not busy. Um, if you go to Itaewon, there's nice restaurants that are open. So I really like to hang around Seoul uh, during this time of year and the Korean New Year.
0: It's something that I think we talked about this on the show, but depending when this week Korea started, we may not have. Uh, I remember when MERS happened um, and Hongdae was like a ghost town on a Friday and Saturday night. And I remember thinking like, oh, this is amazing. I, my second thought was then, <laughs> oh, this is like Chuseok. I mean, it's, it's great. It's a lot of young Koreans sticking around um, and a lot of foreigners. And it's still good weather. I mean, if you stay in Seoul, Chuseok is, is a great time to, to have you know, three or four days off work. Uh, Marie, what will you be doing? Uh, your family's in Germany. So.
3: Yeah. Um, well, I'll be staying in Seoul. I mean, I got the offer to go um, to the family of a friend uh, in Kimhe, near Busan. But I didn't really want to do that. I'd rather just stay here, enjoy, yeah, enjoy the empty soul. Also, a friend of mine will be coming um, from Germany to start an internship, so I'll be here to show her around a little. And also, there I think there are some programs and like the um, in some of the palaces, like some traditional um, programs. So I think I'm going to check that out.
0: Really, I'm surprised, Marie, you seem so into Korea. You turned down a chance to go stay with the family. Good idea.
3: Well, I heard, like, um, no, no, it's because um, another friend did the same thing with the same friend uh, a few years ago. And she said, it was okay, but if you, you don't have to do it. So I was like, okay, probably.
0: (laughs) Wow, that. That doesn't also, sound okay, actually. That doesn't sound good at all.
3: <laughs> no, and also, I was like, yeah, my my friend is coming. She needs a lot of help. She's coming on Friday, like right before Chuseok, and she will need a lot of help to adapt. She can't speak Korean. She doesn't know anything about Korea. So I think I'm going to have, yeah, set some time aside and help her. So. Man,
0: what an exciting time. I, I wish I could remember what it felt like to come to korea for the first time where everything you walked yeah. around was cool. awesome soju, <laughs> soju was still just as horrible as it was now but it was new so it was slightly less horrible like oh i'm so jealous of your german friend alex uh what will you be doing you've lived here for six years have you ever you know experienced a traditional korean chuseok
2: no i um i went to um when i was a middle school english teacher i went to like uh one of my students house and we had like duh in the morning. We had that rice cake in the morning. Besides that, I've never done it. But what I've kind of learned, I guess, is how to deal with a Korean holiday when you're away from your family and you're away from your friends. And so for me, this year, I'm going to just have a picnic on the Han. And it's important to me to kind of be with my friends here because we, as you would know too, like, you know, we have a new family and the new family is foreigners who don't have family in Korea. So we're going to. Just go to the Han River and honestly just kind of relax and be with each other. And so that's what Chusok is for me. Just go to the Han and, it, like you said, enjoy the nice weather because it is really a great time of year to be out. I'll go out there, just have some, like, chicken and beer on the river and kind of relax.
0: Traditional Chusok. Chicken and beer. <laughs> we'll,
2: have some, we'll have some rice cakes, maybe.
0: Now, Travis, as the wise elder of the group, um, the The oldest, but also am I
1: am I the oldest
2: here?
0: You're you're the oldest in this group. Yeah, we're we're, yeah. But as as the revered, especially in Korea, you know Confucianness everywhere. You know the 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 wise, respected elder who has been here a long time in Korea. You know knows a little thing or two about the Korean history, Korean society. What do you think about this this changing idea of Chuseok? I I'm actually a little worried about this because things change in Korea just like smoking on a dime. And I don't want Korea to lose what makes it Korea. I don't want Korea just to become, you know, what could be a city in Europe or could be a city in North America if there were just a ton more Asian people. I like what Korea is. And I'm sad when I read things that people are not going home for Chuseok, even though I understand when you have no vacation and you're worked to death, having a couple days off to yourself is a nice thing to have.
1: Well, I mean, I think the government could do something to alleviate some of these issues and and keep some of these traditions. You know, if we had a little more vacation time here in Korea, it wouldn't be such an ordeal to go, you know, for three days to your family. And and sometimes we get five days for Chuseok. You know, that would be perfect. Why don't we just get five days every year? Everyone takes a week off of work and Mm. goes and does what they need. And then we have some vacation time, too. I mean, I think a lot of this, you know, the change is based on the fact that, this summer, how many vacation days do we have over the summer? I don't think there was one official holiday this entire summer. So. And,
0: well, in fact, we missed, was it Liberation Day was on a weekend, so oh, yeah, they, they had to us- have a fake Liberation Day. It's like when Fourth of July is on a Saturday, so you get the Friday.
1: But that, and then they made that seem like it was some sort of special gesture they were
0: giving us, Locken you know, Hay's it, approval rating went up <laughs> when she announced that they were going to give you that Friday. They should just do that once a month. She'd be the most popular yeah. president in the world. But, you
1: know, I think, you know, if we had more time, people would do it, you know, and they would keep, keep the tradition up because people don't get to see their family very much. You know, their family might be in, um, you know, Busan or wherever, and they're living in Seoul. So these two two holidays are an opportunity for people to travel, but they need you know they need an adequate amount of time to be able to spend with their family and deal with all the traffic and all the congestion that goes into getting to see their family.
3: You know, I think it's a good idea, like uh, keeping Chuseok like the traditions alive, but maybe changing it slightly because from what I've uh, heard from my especially from my female Korean friends is
0: oh god, I, I'm sorry to inter- I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just can we all admit how horrible it must be for a mother or a sister <laughs> oh or God. a grandmother around I this think time? It's
3: especially horrible for a new daughter-in-law. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Alex, well, Alex is going to have to go
0: puke now after you just mentioned <laughs> that. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. So, um, maybe keep the tradition alive but change it so that the whole work doesn't isn't only on the shoulders of the females of the family but that they maybe equally share the duties and the household chores and whatever there is to do. And maybe then even, I think like a lot of women try to get out of it somehow because they don't, they feel so stressed out about it. So maybe changing it so that everyone in the family has to do some chores would maybe also help to keep the tradition alive. On that
0: topic, what I just want to throw into is that I I read an article that said fake casts and and like when when they post things like this, like who's to say what popular means, but it was an English article. Fake casts are actually becoming popular enough that they decided to write about it. Wives ahead of the holiday are buying these casts. So I guess they can put it on and look like they're injured so they don't have to do as much work. And it's not like a hard cast. It's more like a sling or something.
1: That was another Korea Times article this (laughs) week.
0: (laughs) But this one was real. It, w- it was a real article. Uh, yes. They, they yeah. checked their facts. I read that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I just uh, we've talked about this on the show. Um, but it, I, I, I'm going to go with to my girlfriend's family, and my girlfriend's family is really cool. But she's from a really rural area, and like you know, just like in the states, or I'm sure in Germany. I didn't go too rural when I was in Germany. I lived in Berlin for a year. But you know, when you go rural, things get a little bit more country you know <laughs> and uh, you know in my girlfriend's family you know it, it's i offered to to help to clean up one time and it i was told no that's okay and i think it, it might have been because i was a guy um so mm. this is something that really exists like I, I i hate to just keep bringing this up but like this yes. is this is a very real thing
3: yes yes um like uh the friend who of mine she was female she went to this uh family over chusek and she had to do household chores as well like making mandu and this kind of stuff she had to do it as she had to help
0: see this is why i i really think this is why you didn't go on that trip (laughs) you thought you were gonna have to like do some dishes or like clear the table
3: oh man i think like doing it once and i mean I'm, i'm like i'm like the foreigner there it wouldn't be that hard but still yeah i i can see where my friend is coming from to not recommending it actually
0: well, yes. Chuseok is changing. Um, yeah. Hopefully, like I said, I just I. It's weird because I'm a foreigner to so to say this, you know, self hate. But like I, I kind of want like we need less like foreign English teachers here in Korea, and we need less like <laughs> Western influence in Korea because like everything is changing here, and it just oh, it breaks my heart. That's I love.
2: I love that. I think nobody hates foreign English teachers more than
1: other foreign
0: Than English other foreign teachers, English teachers. myself.
2: I mean, we're all haters. We're all haters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't hate foreign English teachers. They, Me they you either. know, no, yeah, I don't. I don't mind. Them. Well,
0: Travis, you're an excellent example of someone who is who has stuck with the trade, but doesn't ruin it for everyone else. Yeah. Well, right. if they if if, if they would
1: stop fall. giving out F visas, you know, like or or sorry, E two visas so easily, but if you have an F visa here, you could make more money. I, the, I think the problem with a lot of you know a lot of um, foreigners have with other foreigners is they think. It you know is a typical idea. They're taking my job. You know, and yeah, sometimes yeah. they might be. Um, they might be sometimes. But it's you know, just, I guess that's just part of how it. You know, part of part of life.
2: It's the illusion of scarcity that brings about this unjustified
0: haterness. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll leave it on that. We'll end the show on hate. Um, but Travis, you know, uh, before we go, uh, you know, we talked to each one of our guests. Your longtime expat, you know, revered elder of the expat community, um, and you know, I, I would say, you know, you're like, you're like living the dream. You come here, you find a place that you, you enjoy. You left Korea for a while, you decided to come back. Um, you know, you probably could stay here for as long as you wanted, unless you committed a crime and then appeared on the front page of the Korea Times or another English <laughs> newspaper. Um, what? How, how has your opinion of Korea changed? Not only as you know, you've learned more about it, but Korea has changed a lot since you first came here.
1: Oh, yeah, it's changed a ton. You know, I still really enjoy Korea. And I, I sometimes, you know, I've been living in, I lived in Itaewon in Hopjung now for a while. I'm kind of down by Mangwon now, and Mangwon has this traditional market. And I really enjoy living over here because. You know, it's it's really kind of like old school Korea. It's like, wow, I'm not you know, I'm not surrounded by. Well, there's a Paris baguette on my street, I guess. But,
0: you know, at the same time, <laughs> there's a baguette vegetables. on every street. Man. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> selling
1: vegetables on the street, you know, and it kind of has that traditional feel. But I, I really I, I think, you know, that Korea is so far in the last 10 years, I've noticed it's been able to. To do really well with uh, with the change that it's going through, and there's been some improvements. You know, the food. If you're a foreigner here, the food has gotten a lot better, and a lot there's a lot more restaurants that cater to foreigners now. Um, I'd say English is a little more widely spoken even outside of Seoul. So you know, there is some changes that you know people have problems with, and it you know you don't want Seoul to become some sort of like suburban hellscape like America, a lot of American cities. But at the same time, I think Koreans do really well with like mixing. Um, the change, you know, with the tradition. So I, I, I really uh, feel optimistic about, you know, the future for Korea because they're really able to, you know, uh, take things and mix them together, you know, like with with foreign food and a lot of foreigners gripe about that. But I think they're really they're really good at adapting and changing. And um, I'm, I'm optimistic about the future of this country.
0: Real quick, because I, I want to tap that knowledge uh, base in your skull. What, what's something that has changed that you wish didn't change? And then what's something you wish would change? I'll give you an example. I lived in Germany for a year. I love bread and I love cheese. I would love to have some decent bread and some decent cheese in Korea for a reasonable price. But I don't think that's going to happen in my lifetime. What's... What's your golden pony? What's something you would love to see here?
1: Oh, I mean, I, with food now we have, um, we have barbecue restaurants and all this stuff that wasn't there. ten years. better like Southern, like southern you barbecue. Know. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, beer, the beer scenes change a ton, you know, micro brews have gotten big here. So if you like to drink beer, you know, that's better than drinking costs height, I guess. Um, and you know that the beers are good. Um, and they're also being domestically brewed too. So there's that option. um, you know I'll just kind of go back to what I missed but there was a post on my page this week about all the signage here how it used to be all wild you know you walk through um, Sinchon at night and it's just like this haze of like neon lights and I think you know Korea is slowly kind of moving away towards less extravagant signage on the building and it kind of gives it more of like a, you know a suburban appeal sometimes so I kind of I remember when I first got to Korea the first night I was walking through Noan, and I was just amazed by all the you know the neon lighting and stuff and it seems like That's kind of, um, you know, going away a little more than it was when I first got here. Um, As far as something that that I would like to come here that, that isn't here... I don't know. You know, I've been living here for so long that it, I'm comfortable with what's here right now. Um, I, I think you know it's Korea's got it all. You know, there there are some things that might be a little bit better. Um, maybe oh, Netflix is coming. Okay, but we can get that. Oh, on
0: please! A, I was going to say you haven't been watching Netflix. We, <laughs> we can get that
1: on a VPN. Okay, the second part of the question, I'd say that there's nothing I'm really anxious about changing in korea you know i want to change here maybe maybe people's attitudes could change a little bit maybe both the foreign community and the korean people's attitudes could change towards each other for the better that would be nice to see i guess
0: bang drop the mic there we are Mm. let's leave it on that big thank you to travis hole marie shada and alex digress for joining me on this week's program and remember you can subscribe to this week korea in the itunes store with your favorite android application or by visiting koreafm.net Thank you, Travis. Thank you, Marie. Thank you, Alex. I'm Chan Storland. Sometimes you want